0: Welcome! You are listening to Bible teaching from Island Community Church in downtown Memphis, Tennessee. We hope today's message helps you grow in relationship with Jesus. You can access more gospel resources and ways to connect with our church at iccmemphis.com. Thank you for listening!
1: Well, like I said, I'm Barrett Bowden, and we are here today to continue our series, Brokenness and Hope. If you've got your Bibles, Lamentations, Chapter 1 is where we're going to be today. And we are journeying through a book of the Bible that I have never taught here at ICC. And it's a book of the Bible in the Old Testament. It's right behind uh, the the prophet Jeremiah. If you're looking for the book of Lamentations, right behind the prophet Jeremiah, because most of us, including us here at ICC, believe that Jeremiah wrote the book. Um, But this journey through this book is an important one. And it's important one not just for us to become more literate in the scripture, for us to know intellectually more about what Lamentations is about and study it with our minds, but it's important because there's a work that God wants to do in each of our hearts in the midst of this book, in the midst of us hearing his word to us and his invitation to us in this season. We've been talking about how so often in church, I've heard from many of you over the last weeks how grateful you are to just have permission to admit that not always is everything okay. So often in church, we feel like we gotta come in and we gotta put our game face on, so to speak. When people say, how are you? we are supposed to kind of smile and go, I'm good, I'm good, great, how are you? But not, oft, not always in our life is do we feel great. There are many days that feel darker than they feel brighter. There are many seasons that feel more like valleys than they do mountaintops. There are some days, some nights, some weeks, some months, some years where it feels like we're really wrestling with the Lord, where there's more questions than answers, where we're just carrying sorrow we're carrying frustration or we're carrying pain and the book of lamentations is such a gift in our lives as a people of god because it gives us permission to actually go to god with more than just a happy song in our heart but to actually have permission to go to god with our pain The book of Lamentations written by the prophet Jeremiah at the occasion of the destruction of the capital city of Jerusalem. The demise of this place of promise, this place of blessing, this place that God had told them would be theirs if they continued to trust him and obey him and submit to him and follow him. And yet a place that got taken from them by the very enemy of God, the people of Babylon. The people of Israel lost the city. It was left in ruins. They got carted off to a place where they should not have needed to be. And Jeremiah writes a corporate lament on behalf of the people of God, bringing to God their honest pain and questions and disappointment and doubt and sorrow and frustration and anger and tears. And in the midst of this book, The Holy Spirit invites you, invites you to bring yourself in honesty, invites you to consider your life story, invites you to be honest about the fact that not all of your life smells like roses, not all of your story is something you want others to know. Not every day has been a good day, not every moment has been A moment that you'd like to remember? There have been hard moments. There have been painful moments. There have been scars. There have been tears. There has been hurt. There has been disappointment. In the past, perhaps in the present, and the longer you live in life, the more you realize what Jesus said is true. In this world, there will be many troubles. And To be honest about those troubles that we face is the invitation of lamentations. Mark Vraugrup in his book, uh, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, which by the way, there are many ways to engage with this series, community group, um, personal uh, study and application of the text. There's resources out in the lobby you can look at. One of the resources I've chosen out in the lobby for you to consider in this season is a book called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy. But in the book, he says this, life is filled with a variety of suffering. Pain comes in many forms. And lament speaks into all the sorrows of life. No matter how small or big, sorrow could enter your life because of an unfulfilled longing. Perhaps it's loneliness. Perhaps it's an ailing body or an unfair supervisor at work. It could come in the form of a job loss. Or maybe it's financial struggle, a broken engagement, or ongoing conflict in marriage. Our hearts can groan under the weight of infertility, or perhaps it's cancer, or a failed adoption, or an adulterous spouse, or wayward children. The longer we live, the more pain we see. I would imagine that you find yourself in some ways being invited by the Lord in this season or even this morning into honesty about the places of your heart and of your life where there's just hurt, where there's sorrow. We have a need for lament because all of us have pain and doubts and disappointments and questions and disillusionment and frustrations and grief and hurt. The brokenness is real. And the question we're answering in this season, and we're going to continue the journey this morning, but the question we're answering this season is, what do I do with it? And for many of us, as we've walked with God, we haven't quite known what to do with the hard stuff. What to do with the stuff that doesn't have a nice and neat little bow to tie on the end of it? What to do when we are in these places of life? How do we relate to God? How do we relate honestly to others? And how do we deal with it within ourselves? This is the journey of lamentations. We've been talking about lamentations, and of course the key word in lamentations is lament, right? And to catch you up, And this morning, I hope you'll take notes. If you've got something to take notes with, I'd encourage you, beginning now, if you haven't already, to consider journeying with me this morning in a study of Lamentations 1, 12 to 22, by taking notes and engaging this morning so that later you have something to look back on and to apply and hopefully to disciple others in. But lament, as we talk about it, what we're talking about is just how to bring our hurting hearts to God, how to bring our sorrow to God, to God. That's what we mean when we talk about lament. And lament is critical for us to understand as Christians because, like I said, over 65 Psalms are written as laments. Almost half of the Psalms of Scripture, the cries of heart to God in Scripture, are written for us to learn from, hey, it's okay when life is not okay to just bring yourself not okay to God and be honest about that. Lament is the biblical pathway that God has provided for us to engage him in our grief. It is the pathway. It's how we lay out our pain, our questions, and our struggles before the Lord. Pain, questions. Struggles. It's how we lay these before God. Um, We're all Memphians, or at least you're in Memphis at this moment, all right? And I know that I know that every single person here knows the Memphis Bridge, right? It's the big M flying over the river. Everybody familiar with this? If you're not, welcome to town. Really glad you're here. The reason I put this up is, it's a picture looking over into Arkansas. The reason you know that is because there's nothing over there. Um, excuse me if you're from Arkansas, but you know, it's, 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 it's the country. Um, lament is kind of like a bridge for us. On one side here, You've got our, our present suffering. I'll give Arkansas some grace now. I'm going to make Arkansas like God, okay? It's God's country, Some of y'all think, all right? So let's put over here on the Memphis side brokenness and frustration and disappointments and pain and suffering and doubts and disillusionment. Those places we find ourselves and we're like, what do I do with this? And God is inviting us to come to him Lament is like the bridge that connects us from our brokenness and pain and frustration and disillusionments, connects us to the very heart of God. And we need to learn this pathway because this is the only pathway that God has prescribed for us. Come to me as you are with your hurts and your hardships and your disappointments. Come to me in lament. And that's why in this season, it's been a such an important journey for us to learn, not just that lament is there for us, but how to actually engage in it day to day. So this morning, we continue our series, Brokenness and Hope. And week by week, I've been putting up the chart of where we are in this series. And today, the title of today's message is Confessing Our Brokenness. Confessing Our Brokenness. So if you're writing the notes uh, today, Just go and title your notes, Confessing Our Brokenness. And today we will be in Lamentations chapter 1, verses 12 to 22. If you read with me in your scripture, I read from the ESV. If you don't have a Bible this morning, you're welcome to read with me. The text is on the screen. Is it nothing to you, all you who pass by? Look and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which was brought upon me, which the Lord inflicted on the day of his fierce anger. From on high he sent fire into my bones. He made it descend. He spread a nut for my feet and he turned me back. He has left me stunned, faint, all day long. My transgressions were bound into a yoke. By his hand they were fastened together. They were set upon my neck. He caused my strength to fail. The Lord gave me into the hands of those whom I cannot withstand. The Lord rejected all my mighty men in my midst. He summoned an assembly against me to crush my young men. The Lord has trodden as in a winepress the virgin daughter of Judah. For these things I weep. My eyes flow with tears for a comforter is far from me. One, to revive my spirit, my my children are desolate, for the enemy has prevailed. Zion stretches out her hands, but there's none to comfort her. The Lord has commanded against Jacob that his neighbors should be his foes. Jerusalem has become a filthy thing among them. The Lord is in the right, for I have rebelled against his word. But hear all you peoples and see my suffering. My young women and my young men have gone into captivity. I called to my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and my elders, they perished in the city while they sought for food to revive their strength. Look, O oh Lord, for I am in distress. My stomach churns. My heart has wrung within me, because I have been very rebellious. In the street, the sword bereaves. In the house, it is like death. They heard my groaning. Yet there is no one to comfort me. All my enemies have heard of my trouble. They're glad that you have done it. You have brought the day you announced. Now let them be as I am. Let their evil doing come before you and deal with them, Lord, as you have dealt with me because of my transgressions. For my groans are many and my heart is faint. This morning, we continue our journey of learning lament. And we're gonna be talking about the next step in the journey which is learning to confess our brokenness. Now last week, if you remember, toward the end of the week, kind of the whole point of last week was we started in verses one to 11, learning the central piece of lament. Y'all remember what it is? Complaint, all right? So we, we talked last week about typical seven parts can be found in a lament, but the one thing that is in every single biblical lament, the only thing is a complaint. And we talked last week about the starting point in laments is bringing our complaints to God. Bringing our complaints to God. And you remember last week what we talked about was two kind of ways that we do this. One is bringing our feelings to God, which are typically feelings of frustration. And secondly, bringing our losses to God. And just learning to be honest. Learning to be honest with the Lord. And learning to be specific with the Lord. Lord, here is where I'm hurting. Here's where I'm grieving. Here's where I'm frustrated. God, here's where I'm disappointed. Bringing our honest and specific feelings. And also, God, here's what I've lost. God, this is hard. But here I am. That's what we looked at last week. One example of this, I didn't give this last week because of time, but one example of this is Psalm chapter 13. If you've got your Bible and you want to flip over there, hold your place on Lamentations, Psalm chapter 13 is one of these laments that kind of just lays bare the heart in the midst of a complaining season. How long, O Lord, will you forgive me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take in counsel from my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long, O Lord, shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemy say I prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. How long, O Lord? This is a lament of complaint. So the starting point is bringing our complaints to God. Now the reason this is so important, before we get to the next step this morning, I want to follow up briefly on why it's so important that you learn to bring your feelings and your losses to God with honesty and specificity. It's because if you don't, one of two things is going to happen to you. You're going to end up in anger or, it could be and or, you end up in denial. In anger, you could easily make yourself into a self-made kind of prison of bitterness, unforgiveness, despair. You could end up in a in a kind of self-made prison for the rest of your life if you don't learn to come to God with your honesty, with your feelings of hurt and disappointment and loss. Or, under anger, you could end up in a place of growing unbelief. On the denial side, if you don't learn to lament, Here's what happens. You're gonna learn to pretend you're okay when you're not okay. You're gonna learn to hide your honest struggles. And both anger, friends, and denial. If you experience anger and denial in your life, here's what it's showing you. You have hurts and losses in your heart that you have not yet brought to God for Him to heal. Whenever there is anger and denial in your heart, there are then, it's evidence to you, there are parts of your heart that are hurting that you are keeping from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit, through the book of Lamentations, is inviting you, inviting you to learn to be honest and specific with God with your feelings and with your losses. To bring your complaints to God. Now, something I need to talk to you about this morning because we're going to study verses 12 to 22. It's critical that as we look at the text and as we learn lament, that we're able to distinguish between Two things that are going on in the text. Two ways that God's inviting us to lament. Last week, we looked at complaint, right? But here's what you got to know. Complaint is pretty much just focused on what? External circumstance. Everybody agree with that? So essentially when you're complaining, what's getting you to the point of complaining, you're going, God, look at and it's about a job, or about my health, or it's about another person, or it's about finances, or it's about the shootings and the brokenness in Memphis, or it's about you name it. It's basically looking outside, looking at stuff around us, looking at the circumstance we're going through, and we're basically like, dang, this hurts. Why, Lord? Why did you let this happen? And, and it's fair. Like, God's like, I see the troubles of this world. I, I know the sorrows of life. Jesus himself, we looked at this two weeks ago, wept at the graveside of his best friend. And he said, death is not okay. He, he, he raged at it. He looked at the brokenness of what is around him. And that is cause to come to God with hurt, with pain. He invites us to look at what is broken around us and to come to him. Part of why this is such an important biblical pathway, why it's totally fair to look around this is when you look at the Bible and you ask the big question, why is there evil and suffering in the world? There are some important things for us to know as we answer that question. One of the first things that we know as we answer the question, why is there evil and suffering in the world, is Satan. We know that. The Bible teaches us that there is a supernatural evil being at work in the world who is an enemy of God and who is behind all wickedness. Look at the scriptures in 1 Peter 5 and in 1 John 3, 8. We know from scripture that he rebelled against God in the beginning and he's led a rebellion against God. The Bible calls him a liar. The Bible calls him a murderer. And the Bible says that he seeks to kill and to steal and to destroy. So yes, you can look outside of you and go, dang, there's brokenness. And that's legitimate from the scripture. Secondly, you also know from scripture that as we answer the question, why is there evil and suffering in the world, we know that the second reason is choice. We know that God gave humans freedom in the beginning, freedom to choose good or to choose evil. And yet, as we look at Genesis chapter 3 and the early part of the story of creation, after God created Adam and Eve, and he created all things good, and he gave all things for their enjoyment, namely himself, he said, trust me, submit to me, follow me. Let me take care of you. I am enough for you. I have made you for me. Stay with me. Yet they, in their freedom, chose to rebel against God, to do the very thing that he said not to do, to disbelieve him, that he is God, that he is enough, that his way is the right way. They took it upon themselves and they chose sin. And when they chose sin, death entered the world. And as a result all of humanity now experiences sin and death. That's what the Bible clearly teaches. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. And often, we know that that same freedom of choice has led other people to make choices that have hurt us. People have hurt you in your life. I can be certain of that. A lot of the hurt that you feel is because of the wrong and broken and sometimes evil choices of other people. sinning against God and sinning against you, and there is legitimate reason for you to go to God with complaint looking outside of you, God, this hurts. They chose to hurt me, they walked outside of your way, and I am hurting because of them. The third reason it's totally legitimate to look outside of you and bring a complaint to God is because of the brokenness and the damage in creation itself. The Bible teaches us that nature itself, the very fabric of creation has been impacted as a result of Adam and Eve's disobedience. Genesis three seventeen eighteen 18 teaches that. And then when you go to Romans chapter 8, 19 to 22, you can see the whole creation is like groaning. It's a whole creation. is like off. There's decay. There's pain. And while the creation is still very good, it is groaning to be, to be set free from the bondage of brokenness and sin that it's currently in. So, when you experience calamities like earthquakes or hurricanes or tornadoes, when you experience things like cancer or other disease, when when, when things just in the world are just off and hard and cause us pain, there is legitimate reason for you to point outside of yourself and go, God, this hurts. God, I feel this, God, I've lost this, and God, it's outside of me, and it is hard, and I'm coming to you, God, because I'm in pain. God, I'm, how long, oh Lord? How long will this be? That is legitimate and lament, okay? Now, are you ready to take the next step, though? I need you for a second. The question that I want to ask you next is really important because if we can't answer this next question, we may not be able to make progress in the journey of lament. And here's the question, what if some of the brokenness that we're experiencing it's not all related to circumstances outside of me. What if? What if in the midst of our suffering and our pain, what if what if some of it what if some of it is related to brokenness within me? What if some of it is related to something happening in me? Because if we go back to that second biblical category of understanding why is there evil and suffering in the world, and we look at that category of choice, Is it not true that yes, God gave freedom to other people and yes, God, in His history we see Adam and Eve sin and that sin spiraled out into so much brokenness and yes, we know that some of the hurt in our life is because of the sin and the brokenness of other people but is it not also true that we have also made the choice to sin against God? That in the freedom that God gave us, we also rebelled against him? That in the freedom that we have, we have not been perfect. There's also brokenness within us. Is it not also true that we can own suffering because of our own choice? The next step of lament that I want to teach you this morning as we're engaging the text is this. In lament, we bring our confession to God. Last week, we looked at in lament, we bring our complaints to God. And this week, we're looking at this in lament, if you wanna learn the next step, is we bring our confession to God. Here's the difference. In complaints, the focus is on external circumstance, right? But in confession, The focus is on internal sin. The main point this morning is this. In lament, we grieve the brokenness caused by sin outside of us and we confess the brokenness caused by sin within us. And we ask the Lord for his mercy quite simple. You want to learn lament? Good. Lamentations is here to be our teacher. Here's what we got to learn this morning. That in lament, yes, we grieve the brokenness that's outside of us. But friends, this morning, what we've got to see is that we also have to confess the brokenness that is caused by sin within us. We have to learn to bring that to God and to ask him for mercy. It's the fourth part of those seven steps that I've been trying to teach you, which is the confession of sin or the claim of innocence. That's a key ingredient in every biblical lament. And here's what we're gonna look at in the text this morning. As Jeremiah viewed brokenness, all right, as as he looked out, Jeremiah writing this lament, and he's looking out, at the scene, he's looking out at the destruction. He's seeing the city ruined. He's seeing the ripple effects. All the things we talked about last week, all the things he felt, all the things that they had lost. But as he's looking out, he's going, God, why, why? But as he's reflecting, He's recognizing that what has happened is not just related to others, but it's also related in his perspective to us, to the people of God. As he's looking out, he's realizing it's not all related to others' sin, but it's also related to our own sin. As Mark says in Dark Cloud's Deep Mercy, Lamentations mourns over more than the destruction of Jerusalem. It laments the problem that lies underneath the sinfulness of the nation. Lamentations chapter 1, I want to show you a few verses as we go through the text that highlight this very point as we learn from God and his word to us about how to bring lament. Yes, in verse 9, for instance, we looked at last week, He's complaining, oh Lord, behold my affliction. The enemy has triumphed. He's looking outside, right? He's looking outside. That's what lament is about, bringing complaint. But friends, let's look at a few more verses and let's not overlook how he also brings his own heart and he gives God permission to look within him. Verse five, for instance, because he says, the Lord has afflicted her for the multitude of her transgressions. Look at verse eight. Jerusalem sinned grievously and therefore she became filthy. Look at verse 12, which is where we started today. He says, is there any sorrow like my sorrow? But then he says, which was brought upon me, which the Lord inflicted on the day of his fierce anger. Look at verse 13. From on high, he sent fire into my bones and he made it descend. He spread a net for my feet. He turned me back. He has left me stunned and faint all day long. Verse 14. My transgressions were bound into a yoke. By his hand, they were fastened together. He's going... And I see my brokenness upon brokenness upon brokenness and it just feels like it's all been grouped together here and the Lord has given me into the hands of those whom I cannot withstand. Look at verse 15. The Lord rejected all my mighty men in my midst. He summoned an assembly against me to crush my young men. The Lord has trodden in a winepress the virgin daughter of Judah. Judah. Skip a few verses down and let's look at verse 18. The Lord is in the right. For I have rebelled against his word. Wow. How many of us in the midst of pain... I've ever prayed a prayer like that. I think some of this I brought upon myself. I think some of this is I haven't been walking with him. I think some of this is because I've directly disobeyed him. I've rebelled against God. And I know I know I have, and I know that some of this—it's not caused anything else outside. Some of this is because of me. In lament, we bring our confession to God. Lament grieves more than what happens on the outside. Yes, it grieves what happens on the outside, okay? It's not saying we don't. (laughs) Go back and listen last week if you weren't here. We grieve what happens on the outside. But friend, lament moves beyond that. Lament also grieves the heart stuff that got us here. And lament owns whatever part we played, if there's any. My mom, uh, when I was a kid, I, I find myself. This is kind of embarrassing, but as a parent now, I'm doing the same things my parents did to me that drove me crazy. You know, like I hated it when my mom used to like lick her fingers and then like clean my face. I do that to my girls. I'm really sorry to admit that. That's really gross, but I just do that. Um, there are things that my parents said, said, or things that they did that sometimes I just find myself repeating. Can I get a witness, parents? Anybody else? Okay. For better, or for worse, it is what it is. You kind of learn, you learn the way um, from them. One of the things that my mom always used to do is she prevent us from pointing the finger. She hated it when we. She'd literally see it. To this day, I hate it when I see my girls pointing a finger whether it's physically or even just with their words. My mom used to say, every time I put my finger out, I'd be like, she, 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 she said, she'd slap that finger down, right? You better put that finger away, boy. She said, don't you point that finger. She said, every, this is what she said, and I can just hear her saying it, and now I say it to my girl. She goes, every time you point that finger, there's three pointing right back at you. All right, everybody try it, all right? So every time you point the finger, look at there, there's three pointing right back at you. That's true, isn't it? Couldn't, couldn't deny it. What she's trying to say is, be careful. It's what Jesus taught us, right? Be careful when we judge. See, we are our own best defenders, are we not? Anybody a really good defender of yourself? yeah. Anybody really good at keeping the attention on other people so you never have to deal with yourself? Anybody good in the midst of conflict or in the midst of struggle or in the midst of pain of just making about everything else and never owning perhaps what's yours? We gotta be careful. We've gotta be careful. You don't wanna be the person that always sees fault in everyone and everything else, but never is open to God for him to show you if there's any fault within you. And I'm not trying to assign fault to you all the time, every time. In fact, as we look at those seven parts of the lament, that part four that I'm teaching you this morning that is present in most biblical laments has two choices to it. It's either a confession of sin and fault or it's a claim of innocence. So here's pastorally what I have got to say to you this morning and I need you to hear me from God's heart and from mine. Not every Suffering is related to your personal sin. In fact, we've got to talk about critical junctures and responsibility. Because as you get to these moments of these pain points in life, as you think back on events that have caused you harm or that have been traumatic, where you have suffered loss, where there's scars where there's darkness, where there's lingering woundedness. As you think back on these events, here's what you've got to know. Not every negative circumstance and not every suffering that you experience is directly connected to a specific sin in your life. Look at the book of Job. we, We cannot always make a direct correlation to every sin and every suffering, or every suffering has to go back to some personal sin. There are couples here struggling with infertility and you might be tempted to go, oh, that must be something I've done wrong with the Lord. No, sometimes our bodies are just broken. Sometimes the Lord just doesn't give us a child. There are some of us who have experienced loss in this recent season financially or you've had property invaded or stolen. And you might be tempted to go, well, was it it something that I did wrong? And sometimes the answer is just no. Sometimes it's those things we talked about earlier. It's, It's the brokenness of the world. It's the evil choices of other people. It's the fact that there is an enemy who steals and kills and destroys and it truly has nothing to do with us. Not every painful calamity in life is a result of your bad choices. Sometimes we just, we just mourn the brokenness of things outside of us. And sometimes truly, friends, you go to God, you're innocent, he had nothing to do with you, and you just need to bring your tears, like God just wants your, your, your tears, He just wants your heart. Sometimes we go to God with a claim of innocence. So, Pastor, I need you to hear me say that it's not always a one-to-one. Sometimes we just lament the brokenness of all things, and we understand that it's all related to sin, but sometimes that sin is not our personal sin. But, here's what I would say. Here's what I'm asking for you to consider this morning in light of the text. But, in every moment of suffering... There is an opportunity for us to see and to own brokenness that is within us. In other words, what I'm saying is what is important for you to understand is you've got to at least let God search your heart. Like the psalmist in 139, oh God, See if there be any grievous way in me and lead me, God, in the way everlasting. In other words, in brokenness and in pain, there is an invitation for us just to come and say, God, I I don't know. This doesn't feel like it's me. It feels like it's outside of me, but God, I'm inviting you to know me. And God, if there is anything in me, God, that is grievous, that is wrong, that has contributed to this, God, I'm not gonna defend myself. I'm not gonna keep the finger pointed at others, God. I'm allowing you, I'm inviting you, I'm asking you, God, search me. Search me, God, and know my heart. Show me, Lord. Is there anything in me, God, that you're inviting, that you're asking to be more surrendered to you? God, show me what needs to be laid down. God, I'm here, and I'm willing, God, if there's brokenness in me, I'm willing, God, to give it over to you. There is an opportunity So as you get to these critical junctures you could ask where is their responsibility is there is there something to confess and if so what is it are there things that you should have done differently if so what are they and if the holy spirit reveals to you sin and brokenness within you the call is to repent for things that are not within you sure friends there there can be things that you wish you had done differently they may not have been wrong that's that's a cause for regret There are things that you could do better. That's a a cause for learning. There are things that are other people's issues. That's something for them to do. There are things that are just sovereignty of God things. We'll talk about that next week. That's for us to trust him with. But when there is something truly wrong that the Holy Spirit reveals, the only thing for us to do is to confess it, to repent, and to turn back to him. And in fact, that's where I want to end this morning. Because the landing point of this, confessing our brokenness, is when we identify sin, we can turn back to God and ask for his mercy. And this is the gospel. This is the good news of the gospel for you this morning. The good news of Jesus Christ who loves you and who gave himself for you. Jesus today stands ready to forgive your sin. Scripture says if we confess sin, he is faithful and just to forgive sin and to cleanse us of unrighteousness. And truly, we can ask the Lord for his mercy, as I said in the main point. Look at the end of Lamentations 1, and I want to show you this from the scripture. In all these verses, for instance, like in verse 18, where he says, the Lord is in the right, for I have rebelled Against his word, he's owning sin, and that's the invitation for you today, too. But then, if you go to verse 20, what he does after he owns sin is he turns to God for mercy. Look at verse 20 as it starts, "Look, O Lord, for I am in distress, my stomach churns, my heart is wrung within me, because I have been rebellious." And then he goes on in 21. They've heard my growing. There's no one to comfort me. All my enemies have heard my trouble. They're glad that you have done it. You've brought the day announced. In other words, he's going, God, I don't know where else to go. I don't have friends left. I don't have anybody left. Even the things that used to comfort me, they're gone. So God, I'm coming to you. God, I know that I'm wrong. For God, I now need you. I know that I need you. I am in distress. Oh God, would you have mercy? And he begins to call out for God to deal with his evildoers, but also to give him mercy. Verse 22, my groans are many, my heart is faint. The point, when we identify sin, we can turn back to him and we can ask for mercy. This is why we've been reading the verse week by week to start our times of teaching, Lamentations 3, verses 19 to 20. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind. And this, therefore, I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies, his mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. When we've done wrong, friends, when there's things the Holy Spirit convicts us of, even in the midst of our suffering, it goes, you know what? Like, man, part of this is you and I've been wanting you to surrender this. I've been wanting you to come clean with this. I've been wanting you to give this over. And we have that decision to make. Are we going to continue in it or are we going to repent of it? Are we going to keep defending ourselves or are we going to let God deal with us? See, do you know what confession is? Confession is agreeing with God. Are we going to agree with God? Here's what you need to know at that point of decision. When you come to Jesus, his mercy is more. There's a song that I love, praise the Lord, his mercy is more, can y'all please sing with me because I'm really bad at singing, (laughs) new every morning, what is it Tad, (laughs) huh, strong, Strong? okay, I don't even know the song, but it's new every morning, his mercy is more, that's what I remember, his mercy is more, his mercy is more, that's what I remember from the song, My sins, they are many, the chorus says, but his mercy is more. New every morning, his mercy is more. Part of lament is bringing our sins. They are many. But the good news of the gospel is that the love and the mercy of Jesus is more. This morning as we close and we have a time of reflection and worship and song, I'm inviting you personally to continue your own journey of lament. Last week I gave you homework to begin writing a lament. And hopefully you guys have been working on that personally and perhaps in a group. Last week we began the journey of writing lament by just being honest about the things that hurt us in our external circumstance bringing our complaints but this morning i want you to continue the journey of writing that lament whether it's journaling or maybe just a journey with god in personal prayer but i want you to continue by opening yourself up to consider not just what is going on externally in your circumstance but what is going on internally in your heart and to consider is there brokenness within you that god wants for you to bring to him so that he might give you mercy. If you confess your sin, he is faithful and he is just to forgive your sin and to cleanse you of unrighteousness. So let this be a time of confession and cleansing. Father, we thank you and we pray, God, that as we journey in this season and we consider these painful places in our life, Lord, that you would help us to continue to move toward you Thank you, Jesus, that you are a friend of sinners. You are well acquainted with grief. And so, Lord, as we move from brokenness over the bridge to where you are through lament, Lord, I pray that we could remember that what you're after is just our whole selves. You're after our hearts. You say, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so this morning we come We come with our complaints, but we also come with our confession. And Lord, we humble ourselves before you. Father, I pray this morning that you would reveal to us where you're inviting us to turn back towards you. And this morning that there would be nothing that would stop us. We give you this time and this space. Have your way with us, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for a finished work and your life and in your death and in your resurrection. Thank you, Jesus, that you're a wonderful Savior, a forgiver of sin, a giver of new life, a promiser of mercy, that your grace abounds, Lord. Thank you that as we come, we can receive because you gave yourself for us. You're a wonderful Savior. You're a true King. You deserve our hearts. So we come to you this morning. Church, as we sing this song, we've got a multitude of prayer counselors, pastors who will be here at the front. If you want to pray at the altar, if you want to come and pray with one of us, please come. This is a time of response. You can stand, you can sit, but let's just use this time to let God have the whole of our hearts to see if there be any grievous way in us and to lead us in the way everlasting.
0: Thanks again for listening to this Bible teaching from Island Community Church. We want to encourage you to join us for worship in person soon. No podcast can replace God's good design of gathering with other believers in a local church. For more gospel resources and ways to connect with our church, visit us at iccmemphis.com. We offer a prayer of blessing for you from Romans fifteen thirteen.